Our gospel reading for this morning comes from Luke chapter 8. After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. Joanna, the wife of Cusa, the manager of Herod's household. Susanna and many others. These women were helping support them out of their own means. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This morning we continue with our Faces of Our Faith series with the story of Deborah. And when I think of Deborah and our reading from the book of Judges, What comes to mind for me is the 2017 movie Wonder Woman, starring Gal Gadot and directed by Patty Jenkins. Now four years old, it was and remains a groundbreaking movie because in a sea of superhero movies, it was among the first to have a female lead character, one who was smart and strong, wise, compassionate, and determined. I still remember when I saw the movie, uh, Jenny and I had gone to a matinee at the movie tavern down in Flower Town, and it was summertime, but the air conditioning was so cold that day that we were shivering all the way through the movie. One scene that almost made me rise up out of my seat and cheer, which I might have done if I hadn't been so cold, is a scene that reminded me particularly of Deborah. The movie takes place during World War I, and Wonder Woman, along with her crew, must get behind the enemy lines to stop and confront and defeat the enemy before it is too late. And so they find themselves in France in a place called No Man's Land because it is between the British and German trenches. And so she's in the British trench, and they're pinned down, but she is resolved to move ahead. And so she gets up to go up the ladder, but the soldiers tell her no, that no man can cross this area. And she says to them, I am no man. And she sheds her cloak, revealing her costume, and takes the field all by herself. She runs toward the enemy, and she's deflecting bullets with her bracelets. And then she kneels down and draws all the enemy fire to her, blocking it with her shield. And the British soldiers see what's happening, and they have the courage then to leave their trenches, run across the field, and overtake their enemy. It was incredibly affecting and refreshing to see a woman of resolve and power and character literally hold the field in a major motion picture, and also to note how still rare it is. And yet our scriptures and our faith communities are filled with bold, courageous, powerful, and faithful women, women whose stories we don't amplify enough. Deborah herself was a kind of wonder woman for her time. She was recognized as a prophet. She was only one of five women prophets in the whole Hebrew scriptures. She was the only woman in a line of 12 judges whom God appointed to lead Israel following the death of Joshua. She had great faith, wisdom, and courage, and confidence in God. And as we hear in our readings for today, she was also a wise political and military strategist. But let me provide some context first, because this is a part of the Bible that we don't hear much about in our lectionary. And so the books of the Bible that we're in now, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, and First and Second Kings, they tell the history of Israel as it returns to the promised land, 
leading up to the ascent of King David. If you'll remember, Moses had led the Israelites out of Egypt, and they wandered in the desert 40 years, but Moses never enters into the promised land. But his protege, Joshua, leads the Israelites into the land, but there are people living there. We don't always think about this when we tell the story about the Israelites entering back into the promised land, but altogether, the Israelites had been away from the promised land for about 470 years. 430 years in Egypt and 40 years in the desert. So, of course, there were going to be people there who had settled and established themselves. The Canaanites were the most prominent tribes, but there were others as well. And so, entering the promised land consisted of many battles, including famously Joshua marching around Jericho until its walls fell down. Then Joshua dies. And God then chooses a series of leaders to lead Israel in his place, and they are known as the judges. Scholars explain that the judges are tribal chiefs whose military victories presented generally as the results of the Lord's gracious intervention earn them continuing preeminence in local tribe governance. In this time, Israel experiences both divine justice and compassion, discipline and deliverance. This was a time of constant struggle, both in conflict with other peoples, but also among the Israelites themselves. As they did in the desert, they would often turn to other other gods and forget God's ways. And so a pattern emerged. The people would rebel, God would appoint a judge, things would improve, the judge would die, the people would rebel again, God would put in a new judge over and over again, two steps forward and one step back. And so Deborah is the fourth in the line of these judges. She used to sit under a palm tree, and the Israelites would come to her for judgments. But the highlight of her story is when she leads the Israelites into battle against the Canaanites, who had oppressed the Israelites for nearly 20 years, thanks to their superior military power. She summons her military leader, Barak, to go into battle to defeat Sisera, the commander of the army of the Canaanites. But Barak balks, and he says, I won't go without you, Deborah. And so she decides to go with him, but lets him know that they will not be delivered into his hand, but into a woman's hand. It will be, the glory will be hers and not his. And so in what comes to be known as the Battle of Mount Tabor, Deborah tells Barak and his 10,000-man Israelite army to march on Sisera, and, and they defeat them, 900 chariots and army and all. They wipe them out. And afterwards, it says, the land was at rest for 40 years. The events of this battle are memorialized in a victory hymn, The Song of Deborah, in which Deborah is described as a mother in Israel. And her song stands out as unique in that it is a hymn that celebrates a military victory of two women, Deborah, the judge and prophet, and Yael, the warrior. It is counted as one of the great songs of the Bible and one of the earliest examples of Hebrew poetry. On the face of it, Deborah's reality is far removed from our own in nearly every way. And yet, we know conflict and we have seen violence. We live in a time when so much seems unsettled. We're trying to understand our place, our role in a world that has become very small and very interconnected with people, cultures, languages, and religions all bumping up against each other. 
We have neighbors that we don't understand. And for all our progress, women's lives and work and bodies are not equally valued and their stories are not equally told and amplified. We, like those who came to Deborah, long for wisdom and to live faithfully in uncertain times. And here, 3,000 years later, Deborah provides us with inspiration because in the way, uh, because in the, for the way that she was both wise and courageous. She guided those who came to her as she sat under her palm tree, helping them to live lives of faith and integrity and to follow God under trying circumstances. And she was a courageous leader, entering into battle and so bringing peace to the land. She embodies the very best of the life of faith with its movement between reflection and action and courage. I think we live in a time that requires a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage to live through a pandemic. It takes a lot of courage to grieve and grieve well. It takes a lot of courage to tend to the relationships of which we are a part. It takes a lot of courage when our work changes or goes away, when our schools change and go online or in-person or hybrid. We're still living in such a fluid, challenging time. I think it takes a lot of courage to get up in the morning. It's taken people a lot of courage to face mental health challenges. It's taken people a lot of courage to face things they never had to face before until this pandemic came along, to find new ways of, of coping or making their way in the world. Some days, these days, it takes a lot of courage just to get up and just to get going and just to say your prayers in the morning and before you go to bed. Our time, like Deborah's time, asks us to be courageous in our faith and gives us an example, and the Bible gives us lots of examples of people who were courage, Eve, courageous even when they didn't feel that way. Our faith in this time calls us to be courageous, not going into battle, not combat with our enemies. Our faith in this time is calling for courage in caring for others, courage in speaking the truth, courage in listening to others, courage for caring for those in need, courage in advocating for the dignity of all people, courage enough to change. Encourage enough to follow where God leads. Deborah, along with so many people in the Bible and so many women in the Bible, show us what it means to be courageous in the midst of uncertain, challenging, and difficult times. And I give thanks for the ways in which all of you are demonstrating that courage in your faith every day, in every way. May our stories and may our songs one day be told to inspire and encourage a future generation. Amen.